Peach in the zone. I'm in the zone. And what zone is that today? The Twilight Zone. I feel like I've done this a couple of times. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> the, the wrestling zone. The wrestling zone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and we are in the wrestling zone today because WrestleMania 34, right around the corner. And uh, let's just talk WrestleMania because that was a huge, huge event in our wrestling lives for sure. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, WrestleMania was my entire childhood. Uh, besides baseball... And, and mm-hmm. football, WrestleMania was number, you know, probably number two on that list, to be honest with you. Because I watched so wow. much wrestling as a kid. You know, when I was younger, you know, obviously living in New Jersey, I had the Yankees all the time. And, sure. you know, but uh, being a Raiders fan, I couldn't always watch the Raiders. So most of my Sundays were spent watching some type of wrestling event. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we yeah you know, we were lucky in this area. Uh, the WWF at that time when we were growing up in the '80s, you know, we were in their territory. They were the Northeast Territory, but because of Superstation TBS coming out of Atlanta, we also got to watch the NWA and what went on to become WCW. So we were we were real lucky in that sense. But now the thing that was interesting is, is we talk we kind of talked about this off air. You know, I think a. I think a lot of people think like WrestleMania was sort of like the first big pay-per-view wrestling show. Uh, the first one was in 85, but the first Starcade, which was the NWA pay-per-view super show, was actually in 83. So Starcade came first, but clearly WrestleMania was the big event of the wrestling year. I used to love Starcade too. Oh, yeah, they had awesome matches. But again, since it was so regional... It was really, really hard to see. But let me let me ask you, because the first, especially that first WrestleMania, it was like shown in theaters and select areas. So what what was your WrestleMania viewing experience like? You know, how, how, how did you watch these first few WrestleManias? Well, the first one uh, specifically, um, mm-hmm. I didn't I was able to watch it on my my pay-per-view. I guess I didn't have the, the cable at the time. So mm-hmm. I actually watched it in. Maybe, I think it was June when it came out on video because I think it came out on video cassette very, fairly quickly because of because it wasn't broadcast everywhere. So I saw I rented it from a video store by my house in Maplewood called uh, One Stop Video. Great place you get a video mm-hmm. and you get free popcorn. So it was really cool. <laughs> and uh, cool. you know I so I rented it and if you remember the the old VCRs that used to pop up and you put the tape in. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Putting the tape in, pop, we rented it. At the time, it was you get it for two days. And I watched, I must have watched it like three times in those two days. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because that was a big show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and again, no, I was going to say, and after that, you know, because cause I know if, like from two onwards, it was really, it became really easily available on pay per view. So, how did you? watch the next few of them so you know pr- pretty much two through nine ten somewhere in that range um my my buddy and I, my buddy george who's like kind of one of my best friends he's one of my best friends um him and i would watch wrestlemania either at his house or my house mainly his house because you know his right. mom it was just him and his mom and he was spoiled and he got to watch whatever he wanted no, <laughs> just kidding george just kidding um so we go to his house and we watch the wrestle, you know, watch the wrestling events, and um, my fondest memory, and probably the one I remember the most, 
was WrestleMania four with the big tournament. Uh, and yeah, obviously a lot right. leads up to that between two to WrestleMania two and WrestleMania four. And, um, it, we, George's mom had a whole bunch of people over and we watched the event. Okay. And at the time it was like on like a little boob tube of like 26 inch, you know, big television. <laughs> and, uh, right, right. And, uh, so I remember we had a pool, um, probably one of my first fantasy pools ever. And, uh, I picked the Macho Man to win it, and he ended up winning the event. And I actually thought uh, between the one to the four, WrestleMania four was actually – you could see them progressively getting better. Oh, oh yeah. And, I mean, in a couple of minutes we'll talk about, yeah, those first – like I think really probably the first four because after four it really, really took off. Uh, you know, and, yeah, the kind of the progression from one to four – um, do you remember how much uh, I know for me? Do you remember how much it cost go ahead. per show? How much it cost for pay per view back then? Do you have any clue? I no idea. Couldn't even remember because the way the way I watched it was uh, my neighbor and very good friend Mark. Uh, he and I were huge wrestling fans. Uh, we were, I, I guess, before the term like geek. You know, we were we were like wrestling geeks, um, and. Just, just to kind of tell you, like how how big of like wrestling geeks we were. Um, do you remember way before Monday Night Raw, WWF used to have a Monday Night show called Primetime Wrestling with uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan yeah. hosting it. Yeah, I remember that. So what? So what we would do is uh, we, we would like his his dad was like this amazing carpenter. Like he he finished their basement. They had this beautiful finished basement. So. We, we would go down there, and the wrestling action figures hadn't even come out yet, or if they did, we didn't even have them. We would just take action figures, and we would do our own primetime wrestling, and we didn't videotape it. We didn't record it. Like We were just doing this for us. He was Gorilla Monsoon. I was Bobby the Brain <laughs> Heenan. We would banter back and forth, introduce matches, um, and just to kind of take it a step further, in the summertime, he had this in-ground pool. So he and I, like, with with those, like, inflatable, like, tubes and stuff, we would jump off the diving board like the macho man with the flying elbow. <laughs> His dad got so peeved at us because we were, like, pretty much busting up all these inflatables and splashing water. He actually built, in my friend Mark's backyard, he actually built a wrestling ring with, like, you know, he, he and his older brother did it, and... Like, you know, we spent a lot of summers back there, like, holding cards. Like, we, we, we were backyard wrestlers before there was backyard wrestling. <laughs> so, his dad used to have a connection at his job. So, the first WrestleMania came out. I don't know how he got it. It was it was the Carpenter's Black Market or whatever. But three days later, we're sitting in his house watching a bootleg copy of the first WrestleMania. And the, those first, like, four WrestleManias... We never got the pay-per-view. A day or two later, his dad would just get a tape from somebody, and that's how we watched them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So we didn't have to. So that's why I have no idea how much the pay-per-views cost because I paid a grand total of zero dollars to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, now WrestleMania, you, the only way you get WrestleMania is if you get the WWE um, uh, channel, the channel. The- the channel, right, right, right yeah, which yeah. Is nine, nine, or you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, or you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, <laughs> yeah, uh, which 
uh, you know, for nine ninety nine a month, you get pretty much every card event mm-hmm. because you know now, you know, when WrestleMania was around, originally it was just WrestleMania, and then we got the Big Four uh, with WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble, uh, Survivor Series, and the one I'm missing, um, King of the Ring, SummerSlam, 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 right. yeah. And then now there's one every month, which is it's so watered down. But just yeah. for instance, I believe back then the pay per view event was like like sixty or seventy dollars. It's still the same price. Like up until when it, you know, yeah, it's still sixty seventy dollars, which is crazy at the time if you think about it. Yeah, I mean it, it was, but you know what? Obviously, people paid it, and you know because I mean if if nobody bought or went to that first one, we wouldn't be here, to, you know, getting ready for WrestleMania 34. So Exactly. So WrestleMania so you, 1. WrestleMania 1. So if you remember, there was there was actually a pretty big lead-up to WrestleMania 1 because um, that was around the time when that whole rock and wrestling connection started with uh, Cindy Lauper and Captain Lou Albano being in the music video, and then there was that whole rivalry um, with, like, she kind of had a rivalry with him and she kind of not, I don't know if she really managed Wendy Richter who was uh, challenging for the ladies title, but there was that whole thing. Uh, it was on MTV and everything. And it, it just kind of, you know, Hulk Hogan came in and Mr. T came in. And next thing we knew they were, they were making the card and talking about WrestleMania. And there was that first WrestleMania and, what were some of your thoughts about the cards, the matches, the whole pageantry of it? Well, you know, I, I remember a few of the matches. One, I, I mean, obviously the main event was Pipe, uh, Piper and Paul, Paul, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff versus mm-hmm. uh, Mr. T, who at the time was on A-Team and probably a big celebrity, right? And, yeah. And the Hulkster. Yeah. And, you know, that was probably, a, that was obviously a great match. I mean, you had, wasn't Muhammad Ali like the guest referee for that match or something like that? He was the guest referee. Yeah. Um, now, uh, can you imagine that Muhammad Ali as a as the uh, a ref a referee in a in a wrestling event? You know. Yeah, and just and just like to kind of get ready for for the show, I was like watching. Um, I was watching some stuff on YouTube, like reviews of of the WrestleManias and things like that, uh, and I had kind of forgotten this. Whenever. Uh, during that, because he only refereed that match, he was special referee for that tag match. Whenever Piper Orndorff and then um, Cowboy Bob Orton, he was on the outside, kind of backing up those two. With when they cast. tried to break the, yeah, with it, yeah, with that cast, you know. Um, whenever they try to break the rules, Muhammad Ali actually would try to punch them. <laughs> and like some of the people that were kind of reviewing it were like, was that? part of it or, or did he think that's what he was supposed to do <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like he was taking it real serious he was sort of like you know <laughs> like cocking his fist and taking swings at piper and orndorf and, and you could see i remember seeing one you know where like he, he took a swing at um he took a swing at piper and piper like backed up with this look on his face like uh please don't try to hit me <laughs> So yeah, I mean yeah, that that's I mean that was a great match, one one of the most popular matches ever with one of your favorite wrestlers was during WrestleMania one. 
uh, with SD Special Delivery Jones in the in the world's shortest match yes, against King it. Kong Bundy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finally. Yeah, I watched that one. I I felt so bad for for SD. I I love that guy. That he he deserved a break. Um, Do you know what the first match was though? Because that was the, the second first match. match. That was the second match. The first match I think was Tito Santana. And he went up against a masked wrestler. I forget. I forget what the character name was, but it was actually a wrestler named Playboy Buddy Rose. Yeah. And this was the one and only time he used this gimmick of like he was like the executioner That's it. You got or it. the executioner. Yeah, you're right. It was the executioner. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is like when I kind of look back at that card, the WrestleMania card kind of went like the Saturday morning and Sunday morning shows, like a lot of like what we call squash matches with known guys going up against jobbers and kind of taking care of them in a few minutes. Um, And I think back then when I watched it, I was so used to watching things like that, that like I was into it. But when you look at it now, it's actually kind of like those preliminary matches those first three or four matches maybe they're kind of lame <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely see the change as we get further into the wrestlemanias where you don't have these the jobber matches as much as you you used to like i don't even think in wcw now do they even have jobbers i mean i don't i don't think so i think you know now in, in the wwe i think guys kind of like rise and fall like you got the top-notch guys, and then you would have kind of mid-card guys. But nobody's really sort of like that designated jobber, that designated loser, you know. You, you don't really have that anymore, right. which, I don't know. You know, we did we did our whole episode on the jobbers. I mean, they, you know, <coughs> you and I, we, we love those guys. And, you know, yeah, I kind of miss seeing some guys like that. You know, yeah, they lose every match, but... You know they had personality. They, they 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 added some color to it. So yeah, I do kind of miss that. But I do remember one of your favorite tag teams, the U.S. Express, defended their titles against the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. He's still wrestling, by the way. Can you believe that? I've seen the two of them are still wrestling. Yeah, it's so scary. But yes, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, they they are they I mean, you know, when you see those guys back then, you know, in 85. Yeah, I mean, the Iron Sheik is kind of in good shape. If Nikolai Volkov was just a big brawny guy. They, they are in horrible, horrible shape now. It's like, please, guys, just hang the boots up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that, but, but that uh, match, that match was really memorable because that was the Volkov singing the uh The first WrestleMania, Madison Square Garden. So the the MSG fans just showered the ring with garbage. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. And they were they were managed by Lou Albano at the time, weren't they? Oh no, who was managed? Oh no, the US... the, the oh, US they... Express were. That's right. Freddie Cladi, Fre- Classy Freddie Blassie was the their manager, right? He was the manager of uh, Sheik and Volkov. Yeah, who I always I always used to love. Uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, they won the titles. Oh, man, yeah. disappointed now. <laughs> but you know what? They were they were actually, and not, here we go, getting off on a tangent. They were actually a good villain team because they generated a lot of heat because Volkov would come out, you know, please rise for the Russian national anthem. 
And I used to love the Iron Sheik getting on the mic and going, you know, Iran, number one, Russia, number one, America, Fatui. Like, I used to, even though it's like, okay, he's he's basically spitting on a map. I just, I would crack up every time he did that. Like, it was, and he would get such heat for that, but it was, it was awesome. Oh, listen, it was awesome. listening to him now on, on the Howard Stern show. Oh, my God. It's like, it's the same stuff. It's just, a, he had a really bad drug addict. He was a drug addict for a long time. Uh, yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was. Wrong tangent. Uh, so one of the other great matches during this, uh, mm-hmm. this card was, uh, you remember the Body Slam Challenge, the $15,000 Body Slam Challenge? Oh, yeah. Andre the Giant and Big John Stud. Oh, yeah. And he won it. He did. Andre think, won it. I think and... Bobby stole the money. Didn't he steal the money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Andre, uh, because they had they had it in a little duffel bag, and uh, he he slammed Stud, and then he 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 snatched the money, and he started actually throwing it to the crowd, like he was sticking his hand in there. And how he got that massive hand in that little duffel bag, I'll never know. <laughs> and he starts throwing the cash out, and Heenan came in and like snatched it like the weasel he was, and and and. And ran for the hills. <laughs> so a little tangent on Andre the Giant. Um, April tenth, okay. HBO is going to have a special about him. Oh wow, that should be a really good one. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to kind of be like a thirty for thirty, but Andre the Giant. Yeah, those thirty for thirties and and you know documentaries like that are incredible. Uh, you know, thirty for thirty did Ric Flair. They actually did Scott Hall, which is. If you want to see the downfall of a wrestler, watch the 30 for 30 on Scott Hall because, oh, my God, it is it's, – it's good to kind of see that he's he's really turned his life around. But when you see how far he'd fallen, oh, man. I'll tell so, but, but Andre – Yeah. No, you go ahead, Andre. Yeah, I was going to say Andre is such – like he is such an interesting – he was such an interesting character and personality. That that should be a great documentary. Yeah, you know, it is. And I liked him in Princess Pride, by the way. Um Scott oh, Hall, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned Scott Hall. John and I, when we did one of our trips to Pittsburgh, uh, we actually got yeah. to meet him and Kevin Kevin Nash. And you mm-hmm. could tell that he was on the upswing. This is like right after Diamond Dallas Page kind of like helped him through his tough time. Oh, run, yeah. You know? Um, oh, yeah. And John actually got a sweet, you know, they are too sweet. Uh, John actually got a suite from him. So I thought that was, I was very jealous, I had to be honest. Uh, but it was, it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. They're, they they come later on during WrestleMania, you know, in many facets as Razor Ramon and uh, Big Daddy Cool. But the Diesel, rest, yeah. The, the rest of the WrestleMania one, obviously, we see the um, we have some again, like we said, there's a lot of matches that you think if you look back now, you think, wow, they were kind of like jobber matches, not great. Um, yeah. You know, but again, it was WrestleMania one. Uh, you had. Um, you had Junkyard Dog going for the inter- Intercontinental title. I think this is like his main match of his whole career against Greg Valentine. Uh, right, Greg Valentine was the, was the champ at that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So during WrestleMania, the commentators are Gorilla Monsoon and uh, Jesse Ventura. Uh, you know, they had a special oh, yeah. ring announcer. Do you remember who the special ring announcer was? The ring announcer was uh, the... Greatest Yankee manager ever, Billy Martin. That's right. <laughs> and at the time, Pap, uh, so then you have Howard Finkel, who, whose voice is synonymous with WWE. I don't. I mean, I love Linda. Gar- uh, was it Linda Garcia? 
That's the one that does it now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's the current one. But Howard Finkel, he was for years. He was like the ring announcer, and he just had such a distinct voice. Yeah, yeah. he did. And then we had special timekeeper, uh, one of these guys that I know you love. Liberace. Oh yeah, he is one. <laughs> yes, he is. He is a ladies' man indeed. Liberace was the guest timekeeper. So let me ask you, which you, <laughs> I never got that. Do you like. think the 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 the, uh, the special the special guests was more was it more geared towards them or towards like the WrestleMania? Did you think it was kind of like fifty fifty? I think it was really. I think they were really trying to go for that because again i didn't think of it at the time because that was really aside from catching uh nwa every saturday on the superstation like i honestly thought like this was it for wrestling you know like and i kind of didn't understand why other parts of the country weren't into it but you know it was a regional territory and i think you know vince mcmahon i think vince mcmahon jr the, the current vince mcmahon mr mcmahon the boss and all that I think he was really looking to say, like, I want to take this national. So because I remember the next day in the New Jersey Star Ledger front page of the sports section, they, they had coverage of WrestleMania. Wow. I didn't know yeah, that. which is. Yeah, I, I like they had pictures from the event and they had all the results. And 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 it was like I had never seen wrestling coverage in the newspaper. And I think they were really going like he was going for that national because, okay, Billy Martin, you know, synonymous, you know, New York Yankees manager, WWF was kind of, you know, the New York area was their area, sure. And he died but, at the end of that year, by the way, Billy Martin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, that's a car accident. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he was he was driving drunk, unfortunately. And, yeah. But to get like a Muhammad Ali and a Liberace, I mean, those are kind of like national stars. And I think that's what they were going for. And, of course, the other big name and he was involved in a match was mr t i mean that was you know getting mr t there because he was like you said a team uh rocky three like he was he was like a hot property at that time and uh you know to get him involved in that i think it really helped get the wwf you know on the road to like the national spotlight really yeah him and hogan were really good friends because hogan was on the a team show and that again the a team you know, I, I'll leave this to the nerdy me guys because they like to do the '80s stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, that was that show was it was it was my, it was my childhood along with the Dukes of Hazard. You know, um, yeah. So yeah. Mr. T was all over the place, and then they met. Then they did the obviously they were in Rocky together. They didn't have a scene together, but um, you could see all the stuff going, all these connections. You could see that you know it was leading to Mr. T being and being a wrestler at some point in time and he actually yeah. he actually boxed in number two right didn't he fight roddy piper in the number two he boxed roddy piper in number two um and i mean and that's the thing is i you know again you know watching re-watching that match uh first of all you know out of all four guys in the ring except i mean probably even compared to mr wonderful i mean he was mr t was in phenomenal shape like I don't know what he did right before that match. It looked like he had no body fat, like he was just one giant muscle. And you know what? He he held his own for his as you know, I mean, he was never trained as a wrestler. I'm sure they gave him like a crash course in it, but he really held his own in that match and he really sold it. And I think that is the reason why 
you know, we're we're up to WrestleMania 34 now. Like, if he didn't participate or if he didn't do a good job and, and they didn't get a couple of those celebrities, we might not be saying, hey, WrestleMania 34 is right around the corner. And think about it. <laughs> WrestleMania 1 is in Madison Square Garden, 20,000 people. And you look at WrestleMania 3, they have 93,000 people. Pontiac Silverdome, yeah. And you, you know... And then all now pay-per-view is, you know, it's the whole new, I mean, it's not even a whole new rage. I'm, I'm saying that, but, uh, you know, it's, it's in, it's full bloom now, the pay-per-view and, you know, boxing Mm -hmm. and, and wrestling, all these things. And, um, so it's amazing how one to three things have really changed too. Yeah. And now if I remember correctly, WrestleMania two, they did the unique thing of having, three separate locations yeah. uh, for WrestleMania 2, which was, what did, what did you think of that, of them doing it in, like, they did what, like, like one was in California, I think, and one was in Chicago, maybe. I, I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head, but sort of, like, jumping back and forth, like, when you watched it, did that throw you off, or were you kind of As glad I, they did that? I guess it was, what, 85, 86, 87, so I was yeah. 13 years old. I was probably like real critical about it. Um, <laughs> I can't, can't. I you know I, I thought it was no 86. Sorry. So yeah. I guess it. I don't remember ha- feeling like okay. Well, this is stupid. Um, I was just happy that they were. I think the matches were better though. I think that's oh what, yeah. That's what I did like about it. There was a lot more, a lot better matches. I guess you know the the first was the first event the battle royal. Yeah, they had a battle royal. That's yeah, the Andre the Giant battle, right? Yeah, he won that one. And that's the thing, too, is, you know, battle royals, you know, I mean, nowadays, you know, it's like you, you could see one almost every other week. I mean, stuff like that. Those were like, I don't want to say like a gimmick match, but those were like really, really special matches. Like, oh, my God, there's going to be a battle royal. That was that was a huge deal back then. Yeah, so it was Nassau Coliseum. Uh, okay. Illinois, Chicago, Rosemont, and then Chicago, Rosemont, and then out Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did know that they did that, and they had a lot more celebrities, I think, uh, for that one because they needed like uh, announcers in every or or color commentators in these three areas. So they, this is when they really started pulling in a lot more celebrities. Yeah. So this was the first. This was the first national uh, pay per view event for WrestleMania two. Was the, for, for WrestleManias, but yeah, you're right. There was three. They had like six announcers. Um, mm-hmm. You had a couple of guest announcers too. But uh, so, what? Did, what was your favorite match in the in this 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 WrestleMania? I mean, the the, the main event was uh, Hogan against King Kong Bundy in a steel cage. Because again, the old style steel cage. The old style, yeah. Not not the chain link fence. That was like the big thick bars and. Uh, but but again, it's like. Oh my God! There's gonna be a steel cage match. You know, we 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 just didn't see that stuff. You know, they, it was really rare that you had a specialty match like that. And again, there was see this is what I used to like back then is leading up to a WrestleMania, they would almost develop the story for almost six months to eight months be- before. So the big thing was bundy uh probably with john stud and and whoever else they jumped hogan and king kong bundy splashed him four or five times and you know separated his ribs supposedly and there was you know 
can Hogan do it? Is he going to be able to slam Bundy? Is he going to be able to hang in there with them? So there was that drama leading up to it, and the fact that it was in a steel cage, yeah, that that was that was the match I was looking forward so, to. Yeah, so the event you're talking about, remember it was Saturday night main event, and it was Andre yes. and Hogan versus Big John Studd and, uh, and King Kong Bundy, which at the time I thought was like the greatest match of all time. Yeah. Because uh, those, <laughs> those four monsters in the ring, and you say monsters, uh, uh, Hogan, Hogan was the, like the smallest guy of the, of the four of them, you know? <laughs> he was the pipsqueak. <laughs> he was the pipsqueak. So, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, you think about that was in November, and, you know, they're building the story up until March. And at the time, I believe most of the WrestleManias were in the March. In March yes, I think so. Yeah, we're in March around that time. Yeah. So we know that the Hogan and. And King Kong Bundy fought for the heavyweight title, which was a great mm-hmm. match. The the twenty man battle royal, which now is like an honorary match for they call it the Andre the Giant um, battle royal. Now I think they do that during WrestleManias. But it's a trophy. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. But you, do you remember what yeah. was special about these twenty man uh, battle royal? Were, was this the one with they had some like football players in it, or was that a different? No, that's the right one. Uh, that is the right that one. That's the right one, absolutely. Um, so you remember who? So the biggest name LT in, uh, was LT in that one. No, the biggest, the biggest one, the biggest oh. wrestler was William William Perry. William the Refrigerator Perry, yeah, eighty five, eighty six, yeah, yeah, that would be it. We yeah. figure why because they won the Super Bowl that year, right? Harvey Martin, yeah, uh, Bill Fralick. Uh, so there was a bunch of guys in this in this uh, this event, which was uh, fantastic. I also think that the uh, the celebrities were much better too. Yeah, Dick Buckus, Ozzy Osbourne, at the time Ricky Schroeder. Remember Ricky Schroeder? I remember Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. Elvira. Yeah. Ozzy. Now, now Ozzy Os- was Ozzy Osbourne. Was that he accompanied the British Bulldogs to the ring when they wrestled for the tag titles? Yes. And that, I think, yes. Yes. And that was yes. a great match. That's, I love, I well, the Dream Team, I love Bruce Beefcake, Greg Valentine's great match. And then this is kind of like the the start for the British Bulldogs, I, th- I think, right? Yeah, this was, they were, and again, too, you know, you talk about building a story. Um, you know, several months before WrestleMania, they kind of broke onto the scene and they were like the hot tag team. Like, people were like, there's your next tag team champs right there. And they had a series of matches with the dream team with, you know, near misses and, and, and almost winning it. And of course, mouth. Uh, no, they were, they was the dream team managed by mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, or was that, it also Freddie? That, that wasn't that Johnny Valent, Johnny Valentine. That's right. right Johnny, Johnny Valentine, Valentine yeah, managed them. Yeah. yeah. So of course he would interfere and uh, yeah, they, there would be, so it was great because it was like, you know, the setup for WrestleMania is, you know, are the Bulldogs going to finally do it? And they did. And that was, that was another great match, that tag match, because you know, that, you know, British Bulldogs were, they were really popular. They were great athletes, but you know what? I know they're one of your favorite tag teams and, and rightfully so because, you know, Beefcake and Valentine, they were a great tag team. They had some really good tag team moves together. Yeah, I saw them live in uh, the Meadowlands a couple mm-hmm. of times. But you think about the at that time, tag teams was – this is when the time for tag team uh, yeah. teams, literally. You know, now it's kind of like they're all mismatched. You think about it, the Dream Team, the British Bulldogs, the Killer Bees – 
<laughs> the U- uh, well, <laughs> you know, they were in the mix, though, you know. The US, uh, Heart Foundation. The Heart Foundation, the U.S. Express, Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. And it's yeah. funny, you think, you know, you think back now, you know, as a kid, you know, like the British Bulldogs, you, you think it's, a, I thought it was real for a long, you know, for a long period of time, right? Because, um, mm-hmm. no, my uncles would make fun of me because I thought it was real. But uh, <laughs> you think about it, you know, like British Bulldogs, I mean, Davy Boy Smith and Bret Hart or like family and this, that, and the other thing. It's, it was so, yeah. it was so much more um, innocent wrestling at that time, you think? How, how so? How so? Like, like, like now it's, it's raunchier. I think more of it's more. Oh, okay. You know okay. Like, yeah. 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 And I, I know that there's a lot of kids now that watch wrestling and, and listen, I love the DXs and the, the suck it and all that stuff like that. But the wrestling, this, this era, especially one through like six or seven, um, just, mm-hmm. there's nothing like it, you know? You don't see it's the pure. yeah it's pure. You don't see the Roddy Piper versus Hogan anymore. I mean, maybe they well Roddy Piper passed away, but you know right, right. You know it's it's different, and that, this one really, like I said, one through four really stick out to me. Um, and then this is another match, and that which you saw the storyline build was the Macho Man versus uh, a great guy. You remember the guy he fought, George the Animal Steel, yeah, yeah. who was in love with Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Miss Elizabeth, well, weren't we all? Yeah, we all. Yes, that's definitely true. <laughs> wow. And I do remember when he picked when he remember remember when uh, he he know, picked her up. Yeah. You know, do you remember the whole the whole thing leading up to before he had Miss Elizabeth for the managers and he had all the managers in the ring because oh, they were all yeah. vi- you know vying for his to be his manager and he comes out with Miss yes. Elizabeth and they were like all pissed off. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yep. You're like, who who's this chick? <laughs> so WrestleMania two and. Uh, WrestleMania 2, what other uh, thoughts do you have on that? I mean, you know, really, aside from the the tag team title and the heavyweight title match, I mean, I don't really remember too much. I just remember they had the three different locations, which I kind of thought was cool at the time. Um, I mean, it was a good WrestleMania. It was a lot of fun, but I think one of my favorite WrestleManias is coming up in number three. Um because I was for number three, I was really looking forward to the main event. But one of the matches before the main event turned out to be probably still to this day one of one of the greatest matches I've seen of all time. So there's a lot of any final thoughts? That. No, I, yeah, I mean, again, like I said, this final thoughts on this. I thought you know, obviously, we went from WrestleMania one, which is it's hard to compare, but it, you know, it's a great WrestleMania. WrestleMania two was mm-hmm. double what WrestleMania one was. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like WrestleMania one is great to go back and watch. I mean, they really sure. all are. But uh, WrestleMania two really took it up a level. Oh yeah, yeah, it really cranked it up. Yeah, I think they, I think they saw the first one was successful, so they're like, you know what, we're gonna go for it. Three locations, tons of celebrities. Let's do it. And yeah, WrestleMania three comes up and. That was the big main event, Andre versus Hogan, and they had a big lead up. But before that one, there was that Intercontinental title match and Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That build up to me was absolutely incredible. Oh, this is the one where he gets his throat, <laughs> like he hurts his throat or something like that. Yes. Right? Did, yes. Yeah. Out, they does he come out with the dragon too? He. I don't know if he was doing the dragon back back then yet. Um. 
I, he might have. He might have. But this was, you know, again, six, eight months before WrestleMania. Uh, the Dragon wrestled Macho Man for the title. And uh, Macho Man had him on the outside of the ring and draped him across. They used to have those, like, steel barriers between the ring and the fans. I mean, they were – he kind of draped him across it and then jumped on his back. And basically, you know, they said, like, crushed his larynx and – you know, that that was like, and I, I think there were even like, oh, my God, is he ever going to wrestle again? And then they had all these doctors coming on TV. He's making a great recovery. He'll be there in time for WrestleMania. What did you think of that match? Because I know you were a big Savage fan. Oh, so I mean, that's, I, mean, I think that <laughs> match really, I know Macho Man had George Daniel Steele in that, that first year or two leading up. I think this was the match that made Macho Man who he was. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, he lost that match. Yeah. But it, it just showed what a great performer he was. Like, I actually, this morning, because I knew we were we were doing this, you know, the, the, the show later on today, I watched that match. There must have been seven or eight, like, false finishes, you know, like like the two and a half counts and, yeah. and the grabbing the rope at the last second, like, so many near falls. Um. Savage tried to crush his neck again, and, and George Steele interfered. Um, do you remember how Steamboat won that match, though? No, I don't. Savage went to slam him, and and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat rolled him up in a small package and got the pin. It was like it was <laughs> such it was like a it was like out of nowhere. It was like it was out of left field. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like Macho Man, I know he's had like matches before that. I don't think at this point in time he's ever fought Hogan, right? And you th- no, and you no. think about it, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had a great career before W, before the WWE or F, whatever the heck it was. I, I mean, he was in the yeah. a- he was mm-hmm. in the AWA or something like that, right? Uh, he was the AWA, NWA, and and he had classic matches. And even after his time in the WWF, he went back to the NWA and had phenomenal matches with with uh, Ric Flair. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's I mean that's where Steamboat like got his. Muju from right is those matches and then this uh, this guy oh, yeah. this guy Macho Man comes in and I think this is as they say you now the the jobber I think this is the one that lifted him up to the next level the Macho Man because he's been the Intercontinental Champion for almost a year at this point in time yeah just over a year and and you know like like you said you know this is the one that really brought him in the spotlight and he lost he lost this match but you know when you watch it. You know, these two guys, the way they worked in the ring, I mean, that was like match of the year, match of the decade. Like, like it's still to this day, I could watch that. Watch, I watched it this morning and I was like, man, I, I, I forgot how good this match was. It was just, it was so awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a great, definitely a great, uh, a great match. Um, my favorite match of the evening was uh, mm-hmm. the mixed tags team match. You remember the mixed tag team match? Oh, yes, with uh, Hillbilly Jim, and he had, and I know it's no longer PC to say this, but, you know, he it was Hillbilly Jim with two midget wrestlers against King Kong Bundy with two midget wrestlers, which, here's he, now here's the funny thing with that match. WrestleMania 2, Bundy's in the main event going for the title, and here in WrestleMania 3, he's in this gimmick match. Yeah, he's it's like, like, what happened there? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, well, he, didn't have, he didn't have Bobby Heaton anymore. I mean, I guess... That was his last push. He was done. 
He was done. I I don't think he really lasted much longer after that. But, I did love. Uh, the, I love Jim Hillbilly Jim though. Ain't nothing but a country I, boy. Yeah. Country boy. I had the whole oh, CD yeah. and everything. I was like, oh my god, flashbacks coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so another great man. He was not. He, he, okay. Yeah, and he was gonna, a great guy. I. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I used to love Hillbilly Jim, and I think he got injured, and that kind of cut his career short, and we never really saw much of him, but he was he was a fun guy, and he was a big guy, too. Yeah. He was he was a, he was a monster. <laughs> oh, my, yes. Uh, so many, this this card had so many decent matches. You think back, and you look at the guys who were in there, you're like, really? I um, mean, he had Harley Race versus the Junkyard Dog in a bow match. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that again, you know, that was kind of the the beginning of the end for the Junkyard Dog. But WrestleMania three was the birth of a of a a guy that was established, but he kind of developed a new persona. Brutus the Barber Beefcake was born during WrestleMania three. <laughs> oh yes, that's right, right. Remember that. There was the uh, he felt like uh, it was him and Valentine. I think they wrestled. The Rougeau brothers or the... the, the oh, the Rougeau brothers, Rougeau yeah. Brothers, that's right. Jacques and Raymond. And <laughs> Jacques and Raymond. And uh, they, uh, the Dream Team had uh, Dino Bravo in their corner, and he helped them win. But Valentine... Uh, not Valentine, I'm sorry, Beefcake felt like he got shortchanged. And, like, you know, I think, I think afterwards, uh, uh, Jimmy Valiant and, and Valentine and Bravo were celebrating, and they kind of left... Brutus in the ring, and he was sort of like, "What the heck?" The next match was the hair versus hair, Roddy Piper against uh, adorable Adrian Adonis, and here comes Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> um, um, I, it's a shame, Adrian Adonis. I mean, his career with Dick Dick Murdoch, and then he turns into this this adorable. Uh, oh man, that that character, and then a few months later, he passes away. It's a shame, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was a shame. He was, I think he was like, uh, Adrian Adonis was very, very underrated. And, you know, I, I, I'd heard like, um, like on some YouTube shows and, and, you know, people like doing shoot interviews and stuff. They, they kind of said that, you know, he was, he was like a bit of a rough guy and he, he wasn't one to like show up on time and things like that. So, they were sort of like, because he, he kind of had a tough guy persona when he first came to the WWF. Like, I think he was like a biker or something. You know, he yeah. was like a rough guy. Behind the scenes, they were like, okay, you're now adorable Adrian Adonis. But you know what? Anybody else would have been like, the heck with this. You know what? He owned it. He like, he, own it. He, worked, he worked that persona. He was my and, first uh, wrestler that passed away memory. Yeah, because it was. I think it was. I, I think it wasn't too long after this WrestleMania uh, yeah. that he passed away. It was a car accident. Yeah, with two other wrestlers. He was. I, he was in one of the independent leagues at that point in time. Because I think this was one of his yeah. last matches with the WWE. Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, a little tangent for you. Uh, just a quick. Go ahead. You love wrestling. I do indeed. I love wrestling. As a yes, kid, you do. I'm going to be putting something out there, so don't laugh at me. As a kid, no, you know, go ahead. Yeah, you, know, you have your posters and everything else. I used to collect the sure. wrestling magazines, right? And I used to put the wrestling too. pictures on my <laughs> wall. Did you do that? I would cut off the covers and stick them on the wall. Yeah, I used to get Pro Wrestling Illustrated was my favorite. 
Um, there was The Wrestler, and I think there was like one called Ring Magazine, maybe. Yes. But Pro uh-huh. Wrestling Illustrated was my favorite. And if I liked the cover, I would cut it and hang it up on my wall. Absolutely. I had a Hogan wall. I had a Paul Orndorff piece. Okay, good. It was just me. Uh, my uncle <laughs> used to make fun of me. I'm like, I had Heather Locklear on one wall and wrestling on the other. You know, it's just kind of weird. Anyway, back to WrestleMania. <laughs> yep. So the big match, obviously. I mean, we have some tag, a tag team match here. with the, This is kind of like the real birth of the, the Hart Foundation, which lasted a very long time. And they took on the British Bulldogs oh, yeah. at that point in time, um, and we and then we talked about uh, Macho Man, and there's some other matches in there. But Hogan versus Andre. Now we know that yes, um, Andre turns on Hogan. At, mm-hmm. I forgot. I think it was on like a Saturday night event, wasn't there? Something like that. Well, that's later on. That was later on. Uh, I think it was. It was during. It was actually during a Piper's Pit. Oh, that's right. He came out right. With Heenan. Yeah, he came out with Heenan. Uh, they were they were giving uh, Hogan an award for some, for being for taking his vitamins all the time or something. They were just giving him an award, and Andre came out and was sort of like, you know, <coughs> you never beat me. And uh, yeah, that was that was the start of it. Like, what, didn't he like he uh, he like ripped off like because Hogan would always have the crucifix and he like ripped it off and the shirt. Yeah, he had blood on his chest and everything. Oh yeah, so then, and that was, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go first. No, I was gonna say then, like, like after that, you know, Piper was like, "Are you gonna, are you gonna wrestle him? Are you gonna wrestle him?" And that's when he he was like, "Yeah." It's <laughs> like he gave that real dramatic response, and you know, that was your build up to to WrestleMania three. Didn't he cry like at some point in time? I can't believe he turned Hogan. Maybe not. He he might have. Yeah, he might have because you know, like they were playing it off that these guys were were best buddies and everything, and you know, Andre stabbing him in the back. But it's, you know, if you think about it, Andre was never the champ. Uh, you know, why not? He's he's supposed to be the largest wrestler in the world, the most powerful. You know, why not give the guy a shot? But I always, I always thought, yeah, why, he, why is he not the champ if he's so big, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like he he sh- he should decimate everybody. <laughs> so, is Andre's turning to bad bigger or not as big as Hogan turning bad? When he turned in uh Bash at the Beach in 1996. No, I still think the Hogan one was was the biggest one because I was shocked by Andre the Giant because he was he was always like that nice guy, like, like the big gentle giant and everything. But but Hulkamania and the Hulk Hogan persona was just to me. I thought that's never going to end, you know, which is why I think a lot of people got tired of him at that point, because it's just like it's the same thing. And like he's never going to change because if he becomes a heel, you know, it'll it'll ruin his career. He'll never do it. He wants to be the number one guy. So when he became Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that that was that was more shocking, I think. Because he was a heel before in the AWA at one point in time, right? Yeah, but you know, not many people really remember that. Like everybody, you know, it's the Hulk Hogan uh train say your prayers, eat your vitamins yes. and Hulkamania. Yeah. Right. And it was just so many years of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I loved Hogan. I think, you know, as a kid, I was, you know, yeah, we 
fighting back. He's always doing the hand thing and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I thought yeah. that was fantastic. All right, so the match itself. Well, one thing about WrestleMania three different than most of the WrestleManias. Remember yeah. how they came out? They didn't run to the ring at all. They were on the. Little they carts. had those those little carts that were except for Hogan did walk out. Um. Because that was his thing, because he would always do like the hand waving and the flexing and everything. So he walked out. But there was an earlier match where, because again, I was kind of watching a preview of the WrestleManias uh, for his hair versus hair match. Piper actually ran out, and they said what happened was he was standing on a little the little ring cart there, and it wasn't working. And they're like, "Okay, we'll get it, we'll get it." And he was just like, "You know what?" F this and he just like ran to the ring or walked to the ring but yeah they all came out on those like little wrestling ring carts which was which was kind of cool actually yeah I, I thought that was fascinating so I mean that's it's I'm like they're lazy they can't walk <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was that was the Pontiac Silverdome so I imagine that would that would have been a heck of a long walk <laughs> yeah that was I think that that WrestleMania was again it was probably the it was fantastic. I mean, it was the biggest one I think they've ever had, right? Uh, I think uh, well, when I was it, watching the re- yeah, what's that? No, yeah, you're good. Oh no, I was going to say when I was watching the review show, they said it was probably the largest one until like WrestleMania twenty something. You know, I I don't remember which one, but yeah, for the longest time, it was it was their largest WrestleMania. Where were you, Absolutely. Where were you for this mat for this event? Where was I again? Uh, my buddy, buddy Mark had. Yeah, he had the tape a couple of days later, uh, you know, and we, we were watching it and, uh, you know, we, we didn't know the results at the time. And we were like, you know, is he going to slam him? Who's going to win? Uh, I kind of thought, I don't think Hogan's going to win this one. I mean, Andre the Giant, largest athlete in the world. He, he's got it. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it hit that whole his whole battle with Andre leads into WrestleMania four. Yes. You know, they, they kept that going for a while. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. I mean, Hogan, Hogan slams him. He, he wins the match, but that rivalry didn't end because, uh, between three and four, we had that war, that infamous Saturday night's main event where they had the rematch and there were some shenanigans going on in that ring. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the uh, the switch, right, with the uh, Hefner, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, Dave Dave Hefner was uh, he was sort of a fixture. He was a a, a pretty popular referee uh, in the WWF, uh, but none of us knew that he actually had a twin brother. And that was the whole thing. Was you know. I think uh, Andre pinned Hogan. Uh, Hogan got his shoulders up, but, uh, you know, who we thought was uh, either Dave or Earl Hebner, I forget. I think we thought it was Earl Hebner. He counted the three count and was like, nope, Andre wins. And I'm sort of like, what the heck? You know, he's this he's this uh, great referee, and he's, like, always honest and fair. And then all of a sudden, his twin comes running down the ring, and I was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And I was like, that was like a big show. You know, the thing with that event, um, I didn't actually get to see that live. I I recorded it because at the time I was, you know, I had to go night nights. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't get to see that. I saw it the next day and I was like shocked, you know, because Hogan had the title at that point in time for like 25 years. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. just about. And yeah, and it was it was a shocking thing because you never saw. You know, you, you saw, uh, I remember Savage won the title. He hit Tito Santana with brass knuckles. And you've seen guys, like, put their feet on the rope to win. Uh, twin referees and a, and a fake referee and a paid-off referee. Like, like, like that was like, I was like, wait, 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 what am I? Like, I, I just kept staring at the TV like, what just happened here? And what was crazy with that one was, you know, so supposedly Andre won the title and then he just handed it to the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess the next show, whatever it was, I don't know if they, they didn't have Raw or anything at the time, but they ended up vacating the title. I know Hogan's yep. like, I can't believe I can't have my title back. But it led to, <laughs> and as like I say in most things with most movies, besides Back to the Future, the third one's always the best. Yeah. Number four takes the cake yeah because most of because i think the entire card was this tournament to determine who the next heavyweight champion is going to be and i don't remember every single match but i do know that hogan and andre faced off against one another and they it was like a double count out so they were out so i was like Wow, Hogan is not going to win the title. What the heck is going on here? And uh, I mean, just 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 the whole premise of it, and 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 watching some of these matches. Yeah, this this by far out of the first four WrestleManias, I think this one was the best. Okay, so I'll give you the the round by round here. I think. Um, okay. So let's see. The Million Dollar Man defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan. No surprise there. No surprise there. <laughs> so I guess it leads to something else. Uh, the yep. Rock, the original Rock, Don Morocco, defeated Dino uh, okay. Bravo. Remember Dino Bravo? He's he absolutely too. Um, yes. The Macho Man defeated mm-hmm. the nature, the natural, Butch Reed. Oh, Butch Reed. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then Valentine beat Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh. Yeah, remember that? Uh, the One Man Gang defeated. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He had so many personas. He was a keen later on, right? Uh, yes, he was. Yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow, who I thought was like really like out there type of a wrestler when he first came over. <laughs> Tattoos on his skull. Yeah, he was kind of scary. <laughs> and then he was. <laughs> the uh, other match was uh, Ravishing Rick Rude mm-hmm. versus Jake the Snake Roberts. And who won that one? That was a draw. So they, uh, the, so they, uh, neither they were both eliminated, giving the one man game. Oh. And then former uh, former champs Hogan and Andre were fought in the second round. Remember that? Um, I remember that. Yeah. So there was some other matches between that. You had the Ultimate Warrior took on Hercules. This is kind of like the the debut of the Ultimate Warrior, right? Okay. Yeah. The crazy yeah. bastard that he was. Um, <laughs> he was. So that match that match took place. Then you had the quarterfinals, which started with Hogan and Andre, which uh, Hogan hit Andre with the chair. I, they both got they both got. Uh, DQ'd in this match, I believe. Yeah, or it was like a double count out or something like. But this, uh, they, they basically eliminated each other. Yeah. 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 So after that match, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who uh, this is his first event as Brutus the Barber, took on mm-hmm. uh, took on the Honky Tonk Man. Remember the beginning? Mm, yes, okay. the beginning of the Honky Tonk Man, and then you had the Islanders, another great tag team at this point in time. Haku oh, yeah. and Tamu took on. Yep. The British Bulldogs. 
right? Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Bret Hart wasn't involved in any of these matches, though. I guess he maybe took a day off. Um, so the semi, so. the semifinals, um, mm-hmm. you had the one-man gang uh, took on Macho Man. Uh, where the heck is it? And then, then DiBiase. And so then it got to the main event. Which, yeah, and DiBiase won his fight. Um, right. So then you had... Another, before the final round, you had the Strike Force. Who was Strike Force? That was Tito Santana and Rick Martel. And they took, they defended the WWF World Title against two guys, Axe and Smash. Really? So I'm guessing Demolition won that one. Yep. Yeah. So now because I I don't remember too much of Strike Force after that. <laughs> no, I, I mean yeah, like well, Martel ended up going to like three different tag teams at that point in time. Right, wasn't he with uh, another guy for the Canadian Connection? And right, and then he became the model, the model Rick Martel. Oh, yeah, and... that was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, we we don't need to go into that. No. <laughs> so the main event, Macho Man, which I picked, versus Ted DiBiase with uh, yes. Andre, um, on the uh, what's it called, in the corner of him, and then that's when Hogan came out. This is the birth of. That great tag team that lasted about 10 minutes. The Mega, <laughs> the mega Powers. The mega yep. Powers. So why don't you run through that match for me? Uh, I mean, you know, it was it was a great match because, I mean, like, you know, early earlier on, both Andre and Hogan were eliminated. So, I mean, I honestly, I thought going into this WrestleMania, Hogan's just going to, you know, because he's been the champ forever fine they stripped him of the title whatever he's just gonna march through and and get the title when he was eliminated i was really i was like i had no clue who was gonna win it um i obviously was gonna root for the macho man just because again he was you know he was kind of like that anti-hero at the time he wasn't quite the good guy but he wasn't really a bad guy anymore no he's the start Um, of that whole you know in the middle type of wrestler Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I despise Ted DiBiase because he always was paying people off. And, you know, his whole thing was he was going to get Andre to win to and give him the belt. So, yeah, don't want him as the champ. And it, it was it was it was a great match. And, and seeing seeing savages that and finally seeing like a new heavyweight champ after so many years was it was actually really, really nice to see. And uh, I mean, he was a great champ. Sa- savage was a great champ, I yeah. think. And just one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So yeah, it was just, it was a great way to end, uh, WrestleMania four. Yeah. With Hogan hitting them, hitting, uh, Ted DiBiase in the back of the head with the chair, the chair. Right. And then Macho Man yep. popping his, uh, his elbow. Trademark elbow. Which yeah. People do every, t- everywhere you go, you like, you hear like I watch impractical jokers, which happens to be my favorite joker, by the way. Um, uh-huh. you know, they, they, you always see them dropping elbows. Everybody's talking about dropping elbows and it all, it relates back to the Macho Man, so who yeah. knew he makes such a uh, a such a big piece of nerd nerd pop culture uh, society, right? And making a it's it's fantastic. Macho Man is probably the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without, without a, a doubt, doubt. Great. without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, he's great. Per- he was a great personality. Uh, again, you know, I love going on YouTube and looking at stuff. Just go on YouTube and just 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 Randy Savage interviews. And if you watch some of the classic interviews where Mean Gene Okerlund would interview him, oh my, it's just I, I'm speechless. I mean, it was 
some of the stuff he would say, you know, with that voice of his, you get real low. Let me tell you, mean Gene, you know, and he would just make words up and and just punctuate it with, oh yeah, you <laughs> know, right. or dig it. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, we talk about baseball players and football players retiring and getting, yeah. you know, these wrestlers they don't seem to ever retire. And no. you know, as we look at Macho Man, I mean, obviously he was probably from WrestleMania three to you know, seven or eight, he's probably the best wrestler at that era, at that time, right? Because Hogan's starting to... I, I think so. Hogan's, yeah. you know, he peaks and valleys, right? And it, besides Ric Flair, which, I, you know, they fought each other a couple times, Macho Man and Ric Flair, which I always thought was great, you know, oh, yeah, and then the woo, right? Um, oh, yeah. I forgot where I was going with this. Darn it. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, Macho Man... At that point in time, it was fantastic. And, you know, now, you know, he gets in the NWO and that, that part, part of Randy Savage, he's, he can't wrestle anymore. But the one thing he def- definitely had was the mouth still. He could still do an interview. Oh, absolutely. You know, some of these wrestlers absolutely. need to stop and they can't talk and they can't do anything. But Macho Man, at least he could do was, um, you know, run his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, which is why, you know, he's he's definitely a, a legend. A legend of the a legend of the game. <laughs> so we've gone through the first four, and I know there's 32 of them. We're not going to go through all of them, obviously, because um, no way. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, there's so many. There's so many great events. There's so gr- many great matches in between. Some really, really, really bad matches. I, I watched the last year's WrestleMania. I didn't know most mm-hmm. of the guys. Um, just a couple memorable events from. Going forward, and maybe you'll remember some of them. The Ultimate Challenge, mm-hmm. WrestleMania Six, Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Hold it, yep, that's right. Like uh, they each put their. Uh, he was the Intercontinental Champ. Hogan was the Champ. They put their titles on the line, and uh, the Warrior uh, he, he got that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she loves me from the beginning. WrestleMania Seven, the Macho King. Remember when? Uh, that's when. He was managed by uh, mm-hmm. Sherry, Sherry Martell. Sherry, Sherry Martell, or she called herself Queen Sherry. Yeah, scary uh, Sherry, they yeah. Called her too. And then, <laughs> yeah, she, for for good reason. <laughs> he loses the match and he gets his butt kicked by the girl, and then Elizabeth comes out. Um, another another icon match, uh, WrestleMania twenty eight, uh, Hogan versus The Rock. Now remember, Rock. I think Rock is the closest thing to what Macho Man was. In his heyday, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Rock, the one thing Rock is is he's a, a great actor. Plus, and and he was a wrestler. Is that you know, where Hogan was a wrestler and a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> you know, so um, that was one of the, a, a great highlight. Another highlight was uh, the the I uh, the retirement match, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that because uh, that was a great match, and that was Shawn Michaels knew he was going to win that match. He, he was setting him up for the super kick, and he actually you see him mouthing to Ric Flair, "I'm sorry," yeah. and he lays him out, pins him, and wow, that was uh, wow. We never saw Ric Flair in the ring again until next week, until the last week, until the following week. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they did. A, I mean, the, the one kind of downfall for that was they gave him sort of like this big send-off and retirement thing and he never really retired yeah, he retired like six <laughs> times after that but i mean again exactly that, yeah as a i don't know this wrestlemania i'm probably in college sometime at this point in time it was a pretty yeah. emotional match i mean i know it's 
It wasn't oh, real, but it was definitely emotional because, you know, Ric Flair is a legend. And yes. Shawn Michaels is towards the end of his legend, you know, his legacy at this point in time. Yes. So another one, another Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. moment when he beats uh, Bret Hart for his first title ever. Yep. WrestleMania 12. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. And then this one is very important because it builds, it starts the, the process of the Attitude Era and... The Raw is when Austin Austin won his first his first match, his first title at WrestleMania 14. You remember who was it? He was fought DX at that at that time. Yeah, he he wrestled uh, Shawn Michaels. And who was and, the, who uh, was the referee there? The enforcer was uh, Mike Tyson. That's Iron right. Mike Tyson. You you are so smart. You know wrestling. <laughs> no wonder why I do it's this show with things, you. It's one of the things I love. Okay, number uh, number five is uh, uh, Rollins, Seth Rollins. This is a newer a newer match. I wasn't really impressed with him, to be honest with you. Uh, WrestleMania 30, what happened in WrestleMania 30? you have any clue? No, I really kind of tuned out by that point. Okay, the streak ends. Uh, oh, Undertaker. Undertaker, Undertaker loses streak. to yep. uh, Brock Lesnar. I watched that Brock match. Brock Lesnar, right, right. Horrified because I don't I don't like Brock, Brock Lesnar and Undertaker is another one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. The I'm sorry I love you match is number three on this list, by the way. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Number two is your favorite moment: Hogan slamming Andre. Great moment. And number one, what is number one? It's a horrible number one. This is horrible. Who created this list? Ranker. No. Ranker, uh, well, obviously it's not going to be uh, Steamboat versus Savage. So what? What is it? It's the yes, Dan- Daniel Bryant. Oh God, I never. You know, I mean, I wasn't really watching wrestling at that point. I just didn't get that whole no, thing. No, it's it's horrible. Andre the Giant Hogan slamming Andre is clearly the number one most memorable moment of WrestleManias. Absolutely. Am I right? I mean, am I right? Am I, I couldn't agree. With, I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. So okay, so all these all these great moments besides Hogan and Andre, what's your favorite one? Uh, I'm still gonna say I th- I think one of my favorite moments was yeah was was seeing Ricky the Dragon Steamboat win that Intercontinental Title against Savage because I really wasn't expecting much into that match. I was a big Steamboat fan at the time, and it was just it was an it was a an incredible match that. Like I said, I could I could watch it again today, and it's just I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's a great match too. Um, I really, it's not a fantastic match, um, but it is very memorable to me. And that's the I'm sorry match with uh, Shawn Michaels and yeah, I that is a great moment. Yeah, I, it's a great moment. I do love, and I have to say, in my top three is the first main event at WrestleMania. Um, just because it sure. was, you yeah. know, that first event that you remember seeing as a kid. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and it was Mr. T, was who Mr. was really T. cool at that time. That's right. <laughs> I pity the fool. That's right. That's right. All right, man, we <laughs> talked about so much, Jay, today. We could talk about wrestling for, like, days on end. I mean, it's Absolutely. Crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely. But, you know, it's... It's going to be our bedtime soon. So. <laughs> yeah, some of us have to go to work to tomorrow, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, hey, some of us, yeah, we got to, you know, what are you, you going to do? So just real fast before we uh, we start 
plugging away and doing whatever else we're going to do. Um, would you say WrestleMania is the best of all, like, the the major uh, pay-per-view cards? Yeah, I mean, it's the big one. It's it's the one, I mean, again, I don't really watch wrestling now, so I don't know how they do it. But back in the day, the, the big storylines would develop leading up to WrestleMania. So, yeah, it was the big one. Absolutely. Well, well here, I will, uh, I will tease another another podcast at some point in time that we we're going to talk about i'm sure Mm -hmm. is greatest pay-per-view matches and as a kid i was fascinated because nwa we couldn't really see a lot of but my favorite match one of my favorite matches the Mm -hmm. is the uh the the triple uh the tower of doom match remember that Oh, the triple cage. Yep, triple I know cage. exactly what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was at that one was. of the star cages, and I can't remember which one it was. I don't remember which one. We'll look it up, but I know exactly what match you're talking about because that was again that was something you just didn't see. That's right. And it, it was it was incredible. So our shows, we will be talking about more wrestling. Uh, yes. Coming soon is Harry Potter. Harry Potter. That's right. Which one are we on? The uh, the Half Blood. No, uh, Order of the Phoenix. Oh, Order of the Phoenix. I always get those two confused. That's okay. And I'm sure Jay's going to have plenty to talk about with the book and all these other movies, right? Uh, Yep. Yep. What else are we going to talk about soon? Uh, You know, we had a lot of fun doing Batman and the Joker, so we are going to go back to Batman 66 because they had some of the best and worst villains, so we are going to talk Batman 66 villains because colorful characters that we could talk about for hours i call dibs okay um mm-hmm. our buddies at nerd and me have the 80s taken care of they can handle that they do a great job with it i want okay. the 60s <laughs> the monkeys we'll talk about the monkeys you got it <laughs> well speaking speaking of all of those guys uh you know you can find pete and i here on anchor we got that call in feature so call in tell us uh, what you think Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast. Uh, find us on Instagram. Um, Alan and John, Nerd and Me. Uh, you can find them same places you find our podcast. Uh, the four of us, we do Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Uh, it's a great podcast. We do different stuff each and every day. It's a lot of fun. It's great listens. Uh, and all of us now, we have that website. Woo-hoo. What's that website address, Pete? It's <laughs> brothers in armchairs all together, one word, really one word, uh, dot com. I don't know how to say that word. Brothers in armchairs. <laughs> yeah, so brothers in armchairs dot com. You can see everything that you want there. It links to everything. You get a little story about the four of us. Um, it's a great place to go. And again, like mm-hmm. Jay said, you can go all the anchor and iTunes. Everything's linked there. Um, brothers in armchairs, the four best podcasters in the country. No yep. doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. I'm better. But I mean, everybody else. <laughs> no, we do all do a great job. So make sure that you guys check us out, brothersinarmchairs.com. Um, Jay, as usual, yes, sir. it's fantastic. Um, you did a great had job. A blast. I'm all right. Um, no, we had a great, a great show today. So all I need to say is same bad time. Same bad channel. Batman, go watch wrestling. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you soon.